time again for Doc Jacques, your Addiction Lifeguard podcast. I am Dr. Jacques de Bruckert, a psychologist, licensed professional counselor, and addiction specialist. If you are suffering from addiction, misery, trauma, whatever it is, I'm here to help. If you're in search of help to try to get your life back together, join me here at Doc Jacques, your Addiction Lifeguard, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. to be real clear about what this podcast is intended for. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes, but not considered help. If you actually need real help and you're in need of help, please seek that out. If you're in dire need of help, you can go to your nearest emergency room or you can check into a rehab center or call a counselor like me and talk about your problems and work through them. But don't rely on a podcast to be that form of help. It's not. It's just a podcast. It's for entertainment and information only. So let's keep it in that light, all right? Have a good time, learn something, and then get the real help that you need from a professional. Okay, here we go. Step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So, I like to read the steps sort of like an attorney reads a contract. And every word means something. That's how I always kind of look at it. So, I want to pull apart step 12. I want to dissect it for you. And I want to talk about what that how what what it actually means because I think the common misconception is that step 12 you're supposed to go out and help others. You know, that's kind of it's like go out and help people. And that's, you know, the the carrying the message thing. I think that gets kind of distorted because people think that they're supposed to now that they've got it and they understand it and they're in recovery, they got to go out and help people get into recovery. And I don't interpret it that way because if you actually read the words, because, you know, words mean something, except for maybe to some politicians, but uh, (laughs) words mean something. Let's reread this step and let's take it apart word by word, line by line. Okay, so you're going to have to indulge me here for a minute. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So you had a spiritual awakening, right? So the 12 steps are based on the Christian principles. And so um, that spiritual awakening is the one where your spirit has changed, like you have changed. Remember in step four and five, you know, your fearless searching moral inventory of those character defects. And you, you talk to your sponsor, you work through your sponsor, and you got through all that stuff. And you, you know, try to figure out why you were just a piece of garbage that was you know abusing everybody you were the tornado that blew into town and you went through all that right so you go through that part of your recovery and you had that spiritual awakening it wasn't a conscious awakening it wasn't an awareness of presence it wasn't an awareness of self it was a spiritual awakening so what you did and i'm going to use my hands here and you can't see it but uh, sobriety happens from inside your heart i'm pointing to my chest right so sobriety happens in your heart abstinence happens in your head so a spiritual awakening would imply 
that what you've done is you've connected the heart and the head leading to a spiritual awakening, right? So having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, meaning all the other steps in the 12 steps, now you're at step 12, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics. Let me read that again. We tried to carry this message to alcoholics. Okay, you're trying to. Doesn't mean you have to. Doesn't mean you're required to. It means you tried to. And you're trying to carry the message. This message. What is this message? See, and that's where it kind of, you kind of get, it gets confusing. So you're trying to carry this message to alcoholics. It leaves it open. This message, the message of sobriety, salvation, redemption, right? A healing. So we're trying to carry the message, this message, the message that there is a spiritual awakening that can happen for you if you work on sobriety and you don't have to live like this. And so it's the idea that that spiritual awakening allows you to be free from your addiction, right? So having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So the principles, okay. So you have a spiritual awakening and you carry that message around with you all the time because now you're living as a whole person and it doesn't matter what the i'm saying alcoholics because i'm reading from the 12 steps but it could be any 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 drug of choice right you've had that spiritual awakening you're no longer in the grips of of the destruction of the enemy and so now what you're going to do is you're going to go practice those principles in all of your affairs now (laughs) in my life no in my daily living no in all of your affairs and that sounds kind of formal you know i mean these are this was written back in the 30s and so the the understanding of that would be you know the vernacular of the time is a little bit different i mean people were speaking in transatlantic accents it was being taught in schools for for god's sake so all right so anyway so the practice these principles in all of our affairs so in other words what you were going to do is you're going to go out and actually you're going to live a life where you are living the life as a sober person now if you were to as a comparative thing if you were to look at it in the way that um, a christian feels about their faith they're going to they're going to live a christian life they're going to walk the path and live as a christian with the principles and the morals and the understanding of what life should be as a Christian. Now, if you're not a Christian, that's fine, but you understand what I'm saying, that you live sober. That means you do things differently. You know, the the thing about there's only one thing you have to change to get clean and sober. Everything, right? So one of the issues that I think people run into is that they fall into this misunderstanding of what it means to carry the message they take on i see this all the time they take on the idea that they have to somehow save people or convert people into being um healthier sane stable people so they try to go out and do the good work right that's where that carry the message thing is 
And so they'll see somebody that's in need or they try to go out and help people. And that's not what it means. Carry the message means go out and live as a model, a role model for others. Maybe you do um, go ahead and ex- you know, expose yourself to others in the way that you talk about your recovery or you talk about your addiction. You see a neighbor, you see a neighbor's friend, you see a relative, somebody that's really suffering, and you know that you've walked the path of recovery and it's a hard road, right? You, you're at step 12. Man, there's 11 other steps you went through and it probably took you a couple years. So you know how hard it is. And along the way, particularly today with the tragedy that we're seeing with fentanyl, you've had a lot of friends that have died. And, uh, you know, my clients die. I've certainly been to uh, funerals and I, I see people going out and destroying themselves. I've had friends who have died. I've had relatives who have died from their addictions. And man, it, it, it's, it sucks really bad. So you've seen that because you've been working on recovery and when you're going into the rooms you see it the tragedy of people that that disappear from the rooms and you know they went back out and they disappear for you know a week a month a year and they went back out sometimes you run into them and there they are like that happens to me sometimes i'll see people that i i you know they were working on sobriety and then i'll i bump into them and i'm like ah they're not oh man Okay, so carrying the message is kind of left to interpretation a little bit, right? So you carry that message about the change and and that spiritual awakening that can happen with recovery. Matthew Perry uh, is a good example of that. He's a guy who he's he's fully honest and exposes his addiction and his recovery and the struggles he's had with it. He's posted stuff. He's done interviews. He's talked about it. Robert Downey Jr. has done the same. Anthony Kiedis, um, Tom Sizemore. I mean, the list is endless of uh, seemingly of people who have have done that. Then there are others who don't. They don't. They just don't. And we see that all the time. Whitney Houston, uh, Prince, Tom Petty. Um, the the list there is kind of long too. People that they die suddenly. And you're like, well, what did they die from? They died from an overdose, and that's the opposite of carrying the message of that spiritual awakening right they just they succumb to their addiction because they never did do that work so if you are at the point where you are at step 12 welcome back to sanity brother and sister because you you did the hard work and that's awesome but you have not been given the card that says you now must go out and save everybody because if you do that you're probably going to get very frustrated and it's going to be very difficult for you. Um, Brian Welch from Corn, Brian Head Welch, the guitar player from Corn, he does that. He goes out and he will uh, spread the message, right? He carries that message. He does it he's he does it in a much more direct way. I mean, he'll go out and there's you can see it on YouTube. There are videos of him um, going to these arenas where Corn's going to play and before He'll walk out where the the uh, kids are that are coming into the show, and he'll just say, "Hey, does anybody want to pray with me?" And it's and it's really interesting because, like, uh, I don't know if he's still doing it, but it's like, wow, you see these videos of these kids that are like, some of them are just stoned out of their minds. They're like, wow, that's that's Brian Welch. He wants to pray for me, and he'll have a, a crowd of like a hundred kids around him as he's praying, and that's an awesome sight, right? That's spreading the message. His message is one of recovery. Because he was a crazy addict, right? So carry the message 
is an important part, but it doesn't mean go out and try to save everybody because you're going to burn out doing it. Trust me. Um, and you're not going to be successful because there are some people who they're not ready yet and that's okay, but they're not. And then there are other people that you can occasionally touch and they will move a different direction because they got inspired by your recovery too. So here's, here's the part about this, the, the 12th step that I want to make sure is, is an important part for you if you're there, right? And you're, and you're, you're, you're seeing the tragedy everywhere and you want to try to help. So here's the part that I want you to, I want you to carry with you. Um, I want you to, to realize, not carry with you, but I want you to realize. Carry the message, but that doesn't mean you have to carry the weight, right? So carrying the weight of other people's burdens can be very destructive. And my fear for you, if you do start engaging in that and you're not prepared for it or you're not trained to do it, or you're not able to do it is it will it will lead you back to suffering and pain and then you will start re-engaging in your addiction yourself because that's your coping mechanism and i've seen that happen um i've seen it happen with people who uh work in the recovery field i I remember years ago there was a counselor that was working at a, a detox center that i was working at and uh, she was she was in recovery from heroin, and she, she she did really good work. She was a good person, right? She really worked hard on her recovery, and she was a heroin addict. And she got hooked up with a guy who was in recovery for heroin too. And she was working in this detox center full time. That was her job, and she was seeing the tragedy coming in all the time and I I was older at the time I was probably 40 41 or so and she had to be like probably in her you know late 20s maybe and I could see because I was I'm, I'm getting I'm a counselor right I'm, I'm getting trained to be a counselor through education and through clinical training and I could see the danger signs and I'm like oh no like I could see that she was getting burned out and it was getting frustrating and this dude comes along who is working there and he talks her into doing some coke and she she went for it and i think what happened was that she just got to the point where she was really getting burned out and it was stressful and it was too much you know she's just in it day after day after day and she didn't check her own issues and i think she started carrying the weight of of the clients too much and she didn't have the tools to protect herself and she ended up relapsing and then she got fired and that was the end of her and at least to her employment right and it's just so carrying the message is carrying it but carrying it forward without carrying the weight of all the problems as a professional myself i deal with addiction every day for six eight hours sometimes 10 hours at a day with people who have horrific stories and so you have to be able to know your limits you know a person's got to know their limits but you also know you have to know what to do when you've reached your limit and maybe it's time to back off for a couple of days or go talk to somebody yourself and that's the other thing about the 12-step process that's kind of cool is that you know if you can get involved in a community then you have that community around you forever you may step out of the community, but they don't step out of you. So 
you you can always go back in and start getting some help, some support, right? So when you're going through step nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and you think, oh, okay, I I did my my steps. It's been you know two or three years, and 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 I feel really strong and good. And then something happens and it drags you, starts dragging you back down. Go back into the go back into the community. We're we're always there for you. You know, you don't have to uh, be a solo person forever. And carrying the weight is very destructive. You carry the weight for for other people. It's very destructive. And so you're going to run into individuals who are these emotional uh, vampires. They just they're gonna they're gonna suck the life out of you. They have their needs. They're they're maybe emotionally crippled and troubled. They have a very hard time, and they can literally just suck the emotion right out of your soul. And you're left as an, as an addict in recovery. You're left with feeling like you you let them down somehow or, or something. And you you didn't, but that's what it kind of feels like. And so it's a very tragic place to be. You do not have to be in that place. And that's my message to you today is that you don't have to be in that place. And carrying their weight instead of your message is very detrimental. And people who work in the helping professions, like myself, we understand this. Um, we're told this. We, we're, we're, we're talked, you know, we can take seminars and uh, continuing education things r- related to um, you know, professional burnout. We can go talk to other people that are in our profession about it and offload things. Um, but if you're if you're just a just a average Joe on the street, you're not a professional. You're not a clinician. It's not as easy because you're not you're not aware, perhaps, that this is happening. And so, it, you want to be very cautious about that. What is the most important thing? in your life your sobriety so you protect it like it's the most valuable thing to you because guess what it is i saw an interview um that matthew perry did the actor uh he was on the tv show friends and that guy had some serious problems i mean he just a wonderful actor and i'm sure probably a a, a great guy but oh man, did he have a problem with drugs and alcohol? And and boy, did he ever have a problem with trying to get clean and sober? And it basically destroyed his career, uh, the use of drugs and alcohol, and his rehab and his craziness. It, it just wiped out his career, and and that was that was too bad. That's one of the things that you know he had, and then he didn't. He was in on television shows. He did some movies, um, but not anymore. Uh, Tom Sizemore is another guy. The same thing happened. Um, unfortunately, he passed away, um, and it, it was it was sad. But he also lost his career. Um, uh, ironically, not because of his usage at the end, because he was starting to get it back, but because of something he had done during his usage uh, that was a problem. So, but they you know they they go through these horrific events. The result in just a complete and utter destruction around them, and so now they're you know like Matthew's trying to explain to people like the severity and the difficulty of of addiction and and I know that he does these these interviews and he talks because this is his version of step twelve like carrying the message and I see him do it and I see him do it in a way that 
it does it does speak to people um but he's you know it it, carrying the messages is spreading the word now based on a christian principle of being going out and spreading the word that's the usage that's used in the christian faith is to proselytize now in reality there are two different versions of it you will see people that will stand on the street corner with a bullhorn and they'll be screaming and yelling about their faith and you know the end is near repent you'll see people walking through parking lots and they're putting flyers on car windshields under the windshield wiper and you know telling you that you're you're gonna burn in hell if you don't you know accept jesus as your savior and you know that that just turns people off right that's beating people into submission and that just never works i don't know anybody who i've ever heard picked up one of those flyers and like immediately made it you know beat it straight in a straight line to the church that just doesn't it just doesn't happen what really is effective honestly is you walk in peace and you walk in a peaceful place and people notice especially if you were crazy chaotic previously and you walk in peace and you've made that change you were a tornado and now you're not they're going to wonder why and especially those people that would like to have that and they're using chemicals to to try to give themselves that when you walk a different path and you do it publicly you are carrying a very strong message and so that's the part of step 12 that I want to make sure you understand if you've actually reached that point where you're at step 12, like legitimately at step 12, not like, oh, I finished and I'm there and you really haven't done the work, but you're legitimately feeling focused and centered and peaceful and you really are rock solid in sane, stable and sober and you want to carry a message, carry the message in a way that is compassionate and compelling. So you're not going to carry the weight because when people come to you and they say, Hey, what you've changed, How, what, what happened? What did you, what, what's going on? And you could say, yeah, I'm, I actually, I worked my sobriety, man. And I'm, I feel good because you're going to look good. You're going to, you're going to sound good. You're going to sound very different. And that's what happens to people when they get rock solid in their sobriety. They're different people, right? They're not crazy, out of control, dysregulated, <clears throat> excuse me um uh people that, that have gone nuts and they're calm and they're focused and you can have a, a relatable conversation with them they're not all dysregulated and that's the message right and then when somebody says how did you do that then you can tell them well i did this and i did this and i did that why do you need help or do you know somebody? And then the conversation can begin. But if you're just out there beating people into submission, it's not going to work. And if you're trying to do all the work for them, and we got a lot of saints in recovery, and one of them is you can't work harder for somebody else's recovery than they are. And that's what happens. That's you, you end up carrying their weight because they're not carrying it. They hand it to you. So why should they carry it? Here, you take it. And it's like, that's not how that works. So having that compassionate conversation with them and trying to compassionately move them into a place where they can be sane, stable, and sober too. Modeling behavior and carrying that message. And then the last part of that is 
practicing the principles in all your affairs, right? Now, to me, going through step four, fearless searching moral inventory of your character defects, you, you want to carry the principles in all your affairs. The principles. What are the principles? What does that mean? Those are the things that are like the foundational parts of the understanding of, of recovery that you live by. The tenets of compassion and understanding, knowing your limits, putting boundaries, accepting your flaws and your faults and trying to correct them, trying to live where you are actually open and peaceful and and can feel that and you know when it's time to back away from something. These are all the principles of recovery. Like I'm going to live like I really want to stay sober and be sober and stay sober. And I'm going to do that by being sober, right? Not just feeling it, but being sober. So incorporating those principles in your daily life is an important thing. And I hope that this discussion on the 12 steps has helped you. If you are there or you're trying to understand what that 12 step is. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Doc Shock, your addiction lifeguard. If you have questions or you want to make suggestions or you just want to reach out to me, you can through my website, wellspringmindbody.com. I love hearing from my listeners. So if you want to uh, know more about recovery or you're trying to get into recovery and need some help, reach out to me. I can help you. And if I can help you because you're not in my area or in this country or whatever, I'll give you some suggestions on where you can go. But in the meantime, go to a meeting, work with a sponsor. Let's get sane, stable, and sober, shall we? It's really not worth saving your addiction by ending your life. So until next time, this is Doc Shock. See ya.